to Building Stronger Creatives, a fitness podcast for musicians, artists, nerds, and former misfits. I'm a former out-of-shape professional musician turned personal trainer and nutrition coach to hundreds of clients, and I'll give you no-nonsense information about what it really takes to get and stay fit within the context of a creative life. Here, you'll find practical advice on strength and endurance training, sane and simple nutrition, habit building, and time management tools to help you make lifestyle changes that actually stick. Most fitness coaches have no clue what it really means to be a creative, whether you're a professional or a passionate hobbyist. I'm different. I've been where you are, and I share your values. Let me show you how you can use the gym to build a kick-ass creative life. Welcome back to another episode of Building Stronger Creatives. In episode two, I shared my top reasons that creative people should be strength training. Hopefully, if you've never lifted weights before or you've been on the fence, I convince you to at least consider it. I'm going to give you more information in this episode. Before we start, I want to say that I work with clients of all different ability levels. I work with absolute beginners who've never lifted weights before. I work with people who've been off and on throughout the years. Maybe they had periods of consistency and then life got in the way and they were more sedentary and then they got back on the wagon. I work with people who are pretty consistent, who are more intermediate lifters and need a little bit more targeted help because they need to take their training to the next level. And then I do have some people that are kind of on the upper end of intermediate who are pretty strong in pretty good shape and we get to do some pretty cool things in the gym. Today's episode is going to be geared toward the first group and the second group a little bit. So absolute beginners and people who, you know, might have been dabbling in strength training before but haven't been able to stay consistent. What I'm going to do is share 10 mistakes that beginners make when they get started at the gym. I really want you to go to the gym and have a positive experience. I want you to be open to trying new things. I want you to put yourself in a good position where you're gonna be able to grow and get stronger and not have any major setbacks. And avoiding these 10 mistakes will absolutely help you with that. So without further ado, let's dive into it. So the first mistake that I see beginner creatives making at the gym is that they're afraid to push themselves. Now. If you're someone who's really been hesitant to strength train before because you were worried about how it would affect your body or you're worried about getting hurt, perhaps you had an injury in the past and you're just a little bit timid to get back into it, I totally understand why you would be afraid to push yourself at the gym. But I wanna encourage you to be a little bit curious about how resilient your body really is. So for the most part, um, unless you're, so if you're someone that has chronic pain or you have a, an injury that you're working through, you really should be going to the gym under the guidance of a trainer and after you've been cleared by a doctor or a physical therapist. So let me just get that out of the way first. Always uh, seek medical attention and help if you need it. But if you're just a regular person without any of those conditions, you know, I think you're going to be surprised at how much you really can handle and how quickly your body adapts. Unless you're doing something like incredibly risky and stupid at the gym, which if you fall into this group, you're probably not prone to doing that stuff anyway, you're likely not going to have a bad outcome when you first go to the gym. Now, you might be a little bit sore, you might be tired, but I don't think that you're going to have a catastrophic injury as long as you're listening to your body and being intelligent. So that being said, I want to encourage you to actually push yourself a little bit. If you only go to the gym and lift two pound weights or you just lift the same weights over and over and over and over again, you're not really gonna get much benefit out of your workouts. 
I promise you that there are, I can maybe count on one hand the number of exercises at the gym that most people would ever get any benefit of like using two pound weights. So maybe some lateral raises or something like that. If you've never done them before, those are challenging. But if you're using two pound weights for your rows, for your presses, for leg movements, that's not doing anything for you. Your instrument, your handbag, a suitcase, a backpack, all of those things weigh more than two pounds. So just keep that in mind. You're not so fragile and you need to use more weight to actually get an adaptation out of your body. And especially in the beginner phase, you're gonna have a lot of potential for growth. So if you go to the gym and you don't really take advantage of that, you're gonna stay stuck in the beginner phase forever. You're not really gonna get that much stronger, you're not gonna get that much fitter, and you're not gonna take advantage of the fast gains that you can make if you are willing to try to just do a little bit more each week. So don't be afraid to push yourself at the gym. If you're worried about form or safety, you can always hire a coach or trainer or work with an experienced workout buddy, someone that's gonna give you an eye so you feel safe. But just know that if you go to the gym and you use really light weights and you stay there forever, you're not really gonna get many of those benefits of strength training. Mistake number two is basically the opposite of mistake number one. There's all different types of beginners at the gym and we all have different personalities and different past exercise experiences. But while there are lots of people who might be afraid to push themselves, there are also people that are super gung-ho and are gonna do way too much too soon. This is especially true if you maybe had some past strength training experience and you had to take a long break and you come back to the gym and you think, okay, I'm just gonna pick up right where I left off. I don't recommend that. What's gonna happen if you do too much too soon is that you're gonna get really, really sore and it's gonna keep you out of the gym and keep you from being consistent, which we're gonna talk more about in a few uh, seconds. So what is too much too soon? I would, when you first go to the gym, the first thing that I would do is I would keep the volume in check. And what that means is I would not do a million sets and reps. Volume refers to like the total amount of work that you're doing. So again, think sets, think reps. Um, There's some other things that go into it, but for simplicity's sake, that's what I would focus on. So maybe you only do two or three sets of an exercise instead of doing four or five. And this could also apply, like, let's say you're only going to do two or three lower body exercises. Actually, I'll just say two. Two lower body exercises in a workout instead of like four, five, six. Um, When we do a huge amount of volume, when we're just starting out, that's when we tend to get excessively sore. So it's not necessary. It's actually better to start with less, but build as the weeks progress. You also want to be careful with weight. I'm going to talk more about form in a second, but you don't need to be lifting the heaviest weights that you've ever lifted right when you're starting out. I think it's better start conservative, but do push yourself in the weeks to come. So to kind of combine points one and point two, the best approach for a beginner is to show up, just experiment, find something that feels moderately challenging in terms of weight, keep the volume at a moderate level in the first couple of weeks, and then build from there. Then you can add weight. Now you have a foundation. Now your body is a little bit more familiar with what you're doing. So don't stay timid and, you know, stay small forever, but also don't go, you know, all out the first few weeks that you come to the gym because again you're likely to just get really sore and feel beat up and that's going to be discouraging for you so start more moderate but continue to build as you keep showing up to the gym mistake number three is that a lot of people are scared to try free weights and so they only stick with machines now i'm not anti-machine 
When I first started lifting weights, this was basically what I did. I had a bunch of two by four note cards with different muscles written on them. I'd take the note cards to the gym and I'd walk around the machine room and I'd do machines that hit the different muscles. That, that was literally my first training plan. And I still use machines today. They can absolutely be beneficial in many settings. But for most folks, especially people who are healthy and don't have any joint issues or anything that they need to be working around, your best bet is going to be doing mostly free weights. When you do free weights, you're going to be using a lot more core. You're going to be building more connection between different parts of your body, which is going to improve your coordination. All of these things are going to be beneficial to you, not only as um, someone who's lifting weights at the gym, but as a creative person. To get those physical benefits that are going to help you in your artistic performance or help you with more energy to become a more efficient mover, we really need to be working on free weight movements and we want to be doing a lot of compound movements, which are movements that use a lot of different muscles and joints at once. So let me give you an example. You could be doing um, a bicep curl machine where you sit and you have your elbows on the pads, uh, holding handles and you're curling your hands back and forth. So now we have a machine exercise, we're sitting down and we're just isolating one movement and one joint, which would be the elbow joint. Now let's say we're gonna take that to free weights and we're gonna do um, a bent over row. So now we're gonna be using basically our entire body. We're still gonna get a little bit of work for the biceps, but we're using more back, we're using our legs, we're using our core. Now obviously those aren't exactly the same exercise, but I want you to focus on movements again that use as many muscles and joints as possible. Squats, lunges, split squats and step ups, different types of deadlifts, kettlebell swings uh, once you get a little bit more competent with lifting weights, good mornings, all types of upper body pushing and pulling movements like push-ups, bench press, rows, and different modified chin-ups and inverted row variations. Those are the types of exercises that you really want to work on and those are going to give you a lot more bang for your buck. So. It's okay to use machines, especially if that's what makes you feel confident. I'd rather you just get started at the gym, but as you get a little bit more experienced, as you feel more comfortable, don't be afraid to lift free weights. Get out of the machine room, go to the dumbbells, eventually go to the barbells, use other tools at the gym, things that are gonna integrate your entire body. Mistake number four is inconsistency. So there are a lot of people in the fitness industry that are going to tell you, oh, if you just do my workout program, you'll get shredded in 12 weeks or whatever, something like that. They promise you a quick solution with dramatic results. And I'm going to be here to um, crush that dream a little bit. Unfortunately, there are no quick fixes and there's definitely not a quick fix with dramatic results when it comes to fitness. Now, if you're just starting out, you're gonna see fast progress. That's one of the most fun things about getting started. You'll be able to lift a lot more weight pretty quickly. You'll feel a lot more confident. That stuff's all gonna happen. But in terms of building a really impressive uh, body or building impressive levels of strength or fitness or athletic performance, those things are a long game. And really the only thing that even resembles a magic bullet there is consistency. You have to show up again and again and again and again. And this is really one of the most important things that I work on with my clients. Because when I work with creative people, we have so many things going on. We have a lot of obligations and responsibilities. We have a lot of time that needs to be devoted to developing our craft or working on something that's going to be performed or presented or sold. And we have to figure out a way to train, exercise consistently if we want to actually see the benefits within the context of all of that. 
So all of that's to say that, again, if you go out too hard, you try to strength train five days a week, you really crush it, you feel super sore, that's not really a path to consistency. I think it's better if you're just starting out or just getting back into it to start with less show yourself that you can show up consistently, you can keep your promises to yourself, and then build from there. So with a lot of my beginner clients, I start with even just two strength training days or three days a week. I rarely program more than that. And if I do, it's typically like day four, we're going for a walk or we're going for an easy bike ride outside. It's some other type of activity. What I want you to do is show up, Feel confident at the gym, execute your workout, get a little stronger, and then give yourself plenty of time to recover and get on with the rest of your life. So anything you can do when you're starting out that makes it more likely that you'll show up on a regular rhythm, even if that rhythm isn't as frequent as you maybe think you need to, is going to be helpful. So again, that might mean shorter workouts, it might mean fewer workouts, it might mean a little bit less intensity at first so that you can avoid excessive soreness and keep showing up to the gym. There are also other things involved here like managing your priorities and your time and in future episodes I'm going to talk a whole bunch about that stuff but for now just know that as you're starting out one of the most important things, more important even than what you're doing at the gym um, in some respects is that you keep showing up. So do what you need to do to make that as likely as possible. Mistake number five is copying the workouts of pro athletes or fitness models or stuff that you see in muscle magazines. So I understand the temptation to do this because your favorite basketball player or uh, NFL player, that person you love on Instagram, you love their body, you love their videos, something you saw in muscle and fitness or something like that. It looks cool and those people are inspiring, they're in great shape and you think, well, like if I just do what they're doing, then I'll be a little bit closer to them. And I want you to consider that All of those people have had decades, literally decades of training and nutrition and recovery in order to get to where they are, to build the body that they have, to build the fitness level that they have, uh, to perform the way that they do. And when they were just starting out, they were, I guarantee you, they weren't doing the types of workouts that they're doing right now. They were doing something probably a little bit simpler. Maybe they were training less frequently. Maybe they were doing less weird shit. Um, But they did not do what they're doing at their peak level when they're in the beginner phases. Now, if you could by chance get a hold of some athlete's training program from when they were younger, would you want to do it then? Even then, I would encourage you to um, to to be cautious when you're going down this path. With pro athletes, they're so genetically gifted and they have so many things going for them physically that a lot of times they can do suboptimal programs or they can do things that are risky or things that aren't effective. And it doesn't actually matter that much because they're so genetically gifted that they're just a natural at things and they just respond well to everything. Most creative people are not like that, especially people who've been more sedentary and who are a little bit out of shape. So I encourage you just when you see what people are doing that are in really great shape or are really great athletes, you can admire them, you can respect them, but that's not really the source that I would be going to for programming or for advice. Just keep that in mind. They're trying to sell you stuff typically or someone else is trying to sell you something using their image, but it's not necessarily the thing that you need to make progress and to build strength. So just keep that in mind when you're selecting workout programs or workout models. 
Mistake number six is neglecting mobility work. So I throw this in here specifically for creatives because one of the biggest issues that I see with my creative clients is people come to me and they complain, I'm stiff. X, Y, Z hurts. This joint doesn't move well. A lot of times when I work with musicians, this is because they sit in one position all day and they do the same repetitive movement all day long using one side of their body typically. And then these people will go to the gym for the first time and they'll try to load their body up with heavy loads, with movements that don't really, they're not that smooth yet because they're out of practice um, or maybe certain joints aren't operating the way that they should be. And then it just makes them hurt worse. And then they think, well, I can't lift weights because I went to the gym and now my shoulder hurts. Well, your shoulder hurts because you were doing heavy barbell overhead presses when you sit all day long holding a brass instrument and your shoulder mobility sucks. So I think that if you want to have the best success at the gym as a creative person, it's really important just to do a small amount, even just a small amount of mobility work. I'm not saying you should go to the gym, foam roll for 30 minutes, stretch for 30 minutes, and then do a whole bunch of other drills throughout the workout. But a simple warm-up that's going to open up your ankles, your hips, your back, your shoulders, and perhaps your wrists as well is going to go a long way. And then when I write programs for people, I typically figure out what is maybe the one area that's the most stiff. A lot of times it's ankles, maybe hips or shoulders. And we're just going to do a few extra drills to target those movements during the workout. So this is a great way to be more active so you're not just standing around and you get some mobility work that's much needed. So I'll dive a lot deeper into these different topics um, in terms of mobility in future episodes. But for now, just know that when you go to the gym, you should do some type of a warm-up, not just hopping on a treadmill for five minutes, but doing some moving drills for like all those body parts that I said, typically on the floor or standing. And if you're feeling extra stiff, you should perhaps do some mobility work at other times during your day. Break up long practice or work sessions, do them when you wake up, do them before you go to bed. When you do this stuff consistently, you're gonna move and feel a lot better and that's gonna improve your performance at the gym. You'll feel more confident at the gym. You won't be so worried about hurting yourself and all of these things are going to pay big dividends in your results. So don't neglect mobility work. It doesn't need to be your whole workout. You're not broken. You don't need to fix anything, but you're probably just a little bit stiff and doing some of these drills can help you out. The seventh mistake that I see beginner creatives making at the gym is doing body part splits. So if you're not familiar with a body part split, well, let me back up first. A training split in general is how you divide up your days at the gym. So a body part split is where one day you're doing like chest and biceps, and then the next day you're doing back and triceps. Maybe you have a shoulder day and then you have a leg day. It's it's a split where every day of the week you're focused on a specific body part. And typically the way that this works is you only train a body part once per week. Now there'll be a little bit of overlap. So in my first example, I said chest um, was one day and triceps was another. So you're gonna hit your triceps on chest day indirectly, just as an example. But basically you're only training a muscle once per week. So there are a few problems with this approach for beginners. The first is you have to train more days per week. So just by default, it's going to be harder to be consistent. You're going to probably have a harder time sticking with this plan than if you just committed to two or three full body workouts per week. The second program is that for beginners, it's really not the ideal amount of frequency for you to get stronger. So if you're only training something once per week, it's going to 
you're going to just have a harder time making progress. These body part splits are used primarily by professional bodybuilders. Again, just like those pro athletes, these are people who've been training for decades. So they don't need as much training frequency. And when they do train, they basically obliterate whatever they're training. They can do this also because a lot of them are taking some sort of chemical enhancement, steroids, things like that, that affect their recovery differently than a beginner who's not using those things. So they go and they blow out their chests on Monday and then they don't train chests again for a week and they can make progress that way. You do that. First of all, you're going to feel awful throughout the week, especially if you're a musician or you're, you work with your hands and you, you need those muscles. Like that soreness is really going to affect you negatively. And then not only that, but you don't have the capacity to get better from that. So you're leaving gains on the table when you only train things once a week in most cases. So I think that for beginners, doing full body workouts is really the best way to go. It's the best bang for your buck. Um, it's the best way to ensure you're making progress in your workouts. If you wanted to do an upper lower split where you did upper body workouts and lower body workouts, that can also work so long as you're training enough times throughout the week. So again, I just encourage you when you're just getting started to avoid body part splits, to make sure you're getting the most out of your workouts um, and to manage soreness and make it more likely that you'll stay consistent. Down the road, when you're more intermediate or advanced, you can perhaps make a body part split work. But for beginners, I really don't think it's the best course of option, course of action, excuse me. Mistake number eight is beginners often sacrifice form and range of motion to lift more weight. Now, like I said in the beginning, I encourage you to try to add weight from week to week, especially when you're just getting started. But there might come a point where you're adding weight a little bit too quickly and you can't quite handle what you're, the loads that you're putting on your body. So form is basically like, how are we doing the exercise? How does it look? Now, there are best practices for exercises. There's no perfect form for everybody. Depending on the body that you have, depending on the injury history that you have, how old you are, all of these things are going to affect your form. But there are definitely lines that we don't want to cross. So for example, if we're doing a deadlift and we have some rounding in the upper back, I don't necessarily think that's a problem. If we have a lot of rounding with heavy load in the lower back, that's a lot riskier. That's a line that we don't want to cross. And range of motion just refers to like how far are we traveling as we perform a movement. So a great example would be a barbell bench press. You can kind of visualize you start with your arms fully extended. The bar is up above your chest. A full range of motion would be the bar touches your chest. Now, what we often see is people lower the weight of the bar about halfway and then they push it back up. It's like three or four inches off their chest. And a lot of times the reason people do this is not because there's a physical limitation, but just because the weight is too heavy for them right now. So if those, per if those people lowered the weight, they could probably get the bar to their chest, but that's a little bit of a hit to the ego. Squats are another example of this. Squat depth is complicated, but most people will probably be able to squat close to thighs parallel with the ground. So if your squat is super high, you're doing quarter squats and you're going really heavy, you know, you might want to consider lowering the weight and going lower instead. A lot of times it's better to use less weight, but to use good form for you and to use as full of a range of motion as you can. I think that if you're a little bit more patient and you learn to do these movements well and correctly, you're going to get a lot more out of them and you're less likely to beat up your joints in the process. So, we want to be lifting heavier weights, we want to work hard, but we don't want to do that at the expense of 
doing an exercise correctly or doing it at least as correctly as you can. Again, everybody's body is different, but there's some things that we don't want to do at the gym for sure. If you're not sure about that stuff, again, hire a trainer, hire someone who's experienced who can help you and, and give you a second opinion. Mistake number nine is equating soreness, sweating, and fatigue with a good workout. Now, I have to say this mistake is not unique to beginners. This is one of the most common things that uh, I see in the fitness industry that annoys me. A lot of these companies, these group classes, they've done us a real disservice by pumping out this business model where they do classes and the goal is basically to crush you in the class. They want you to get your heart rate as high as possible. They want you to be drowning in a pool of sweat. They want you to have to crawl out of the gym like with your arms, pulling your legs behind you. And then the next day you can't get up and down from the toilet because you're so sore. Now, a lot of people think that this is what it means to have a good workout. Hopefully by now, after all these mistakes that I've talked through, you can see why that's not very helpful. First of all, it's absolutely doing too much too soon, especially for beginners. You're going to you're really not going to feel good and that's going to discourage you from going back, which is going to affect your consistency. Um, these classes, this isn't really the best way to get in shape. I'm just going to go out there and say it. If you enjoy them, it's fun and it's motivating for you and you don't have many particular fitness goals other than showing up, I say go for it. Or if you are already doing a more intelligent program and you want to supplement with these things and it's not affecting your recovery, I say go for it. But if you're a creative who says, okay, I want to train in an intelligent way so that I can have more energy, I can be stronger, I can be more confident, and I'm not going to do stuff at the gym that will negatively affect my creative work or my personal life, I don't think that you should be chasing soreness or fatigue. Instead, chase progress. Track what you're doing. Are you doing more reps over time? Are you doing more weight? Are you gradually progressing to more challenging exercises? Is your form better? Are you recovering better between workouts? There are a lot of metrics that you can track that will show you that you're actually getting better. Sweating, feeling sore, these things, they're not in your control and they don't really have very much to do with the quality of your workout. So don't think that you need those things for an effective workout. And also, if you get them, you didn't necessarily get an effective workout if your training isn't actually making you any better. The final mistake that beginners make is not knowing much about the life cycle of a lifter and not understanding the transitions that they're going to go through. So I'll share a little story about myself. When I first started lifting weights seriously, I made really fast progress. I was having tons of fun adding weight to my deadlift, to my squat. I remember getting my first chin up ever. And I made like really fast progress because I was very consistent and I worked hard. And then about six months, maybe eight, nine months, but definitely less than a year, things really started to slow down. All of a sudden, I'd go to the gym and where before I could add five or 10 pounds to the bar, I tried to do that and I would miss the lift. I would fail. Or I just physically wouldn't be able to do something. And it started to become a lot harder to see progress. And at first I thought, wow, like I, this is it. <laughs> this is as strong as I'm ever going to be. And I've exhausted everything. And it was really discouraging. And then I also thought like, oh, something must be wrong with me. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why is this happening? And because I didn't really have a mentor or a coach to guide me at that time, I didn't understand that what was happening was that I was transitioning from a beginner lifter to an intermediate lifter. So I want you to think like broadly about three stages of a lifting career. We have the beginner lifter, someone who's 
either never trained before, has trained inconsistently, or maybe they've trained a long time, but they've never pushed themselves. And this person has a ton of growth potential. They have a ton of potential for their brain to get their body to move more efficiently. They can make pretty fast muscle um, strength improvements. There's a lot of progress that can be made and it's really fun. And then there's the intermediate phase. And this is going to be where most people, at least people that work hard at the gym, are going to spend the vast majority of their lifting career. What's going to happen is it's going to become a lot harder to make progress in the same way. You'll no longer just be able to keep adding weight to the bar. If people could just keep adding weight to the bar, all of us would be thousand pound squatters and deadlifters. It's just not the way that it works. Adaptation in the body is going to slow down. And what that means is that you're going to have to train a lot smarter. If you keep trying to just add weight and do more and do more, you're going to get hurt because you're going to just overload your body's ability to adapt and recover. Instead, you have to start cycling certain variables in your training. You can't just test your maxes all the time. You have to get a lot smarter about what you're doing. And it's just going to be a slower grind for a while. Now, you might have periods where you feel a little bit better. You're less stressed. um, You have more resources to devote to training and you make faster progress. And there might be a lot of time where you're kind of just maintaining a lot of things And just slowly but surely getting better, refining what you're doing at the gym, and feeling more confident. So all beginners will transition into this stage if they keep training for long enough. It doesn't mean that you'll never get stronger. That's absolutely not true. It doesn't mean that you're broken or that you should just move on to something else. Honestly, it means you did a good thing. You pushed and you worked hard enough and you stuck with it enough and you graduated to the intermediate phase. Now, For listeners of this podcast who are creative people that are ambitious, they have a lot going on, a lot of priorities, most of these people are not going to ever become an advanced lifter. I want you to think about what it takes to become advanced or like a high-level professional in your creative pursuit. It takes years of training, focused work, and it takes sacrifice. There are other things in life that have to be put on hold or reduced in order to just have like the time commitment, not to mention everything else that goes into achieving a high level of performance. And training is no different. People that really become advanced lifters where they're close to their full genetic strength or muscle gain potential, they sacrifice a lot. They train a lot because they've earned the ability to do that and because it's necessary to really reach those high levels of performance. They're really dialed in with their nutrition. They definitely make sacrifices in their personal life. And unless you have a goal of becoming an elite strength athlete, it's just not really relevant or worth it for the average person. The good news is that you can become super fit. You can get in great shape. You can be healthy and vibrant and energized and love the way you look and feel without ever having to chase that advanced level of performance. When you, not only does it require sacrifices, but you know, there are trade-offs, like your joints might hurt more, there's higher risk of injury. So I just want you to keep that in mind. You can have a long and healthy lifting career, just hanging out in the intermediate stage, chipping away, getting better, trying new things, and you don't ever have to become advanced. I think it's really important just to be clear about what it takes to actually get to that point. Um, And again, like if you're a beginner, it's a long way away. So I want you to just enjoy the beginner process and just know that if progress starts to slow down, congratulations, you're becoming an intermediate lifter. So to summarize, I want to reshare these 10 mistakes that creative people who are new to strength training or coming back after a long break make when they hit the gym. 
Mistake number one, they're afraid to push themselves. They go super, super lightweight, and then they never increase the weight over time. Mistake number two, they do way too much too soon. Too many workouts, too much volume, too heavy of weights. They feel sore, and that keeps them out of the gym, and it's just really hard to stick with. Mistake number three, they're scared to try free weights and only use machines. Machines are fine, but free weights are where the real magic of strength training for creatives is going to happen. Mistake number four, they're inconsistent. One of the most important things you can do when starting out is set yourself up for success so that you can hit the gym in a regular rhythm each week. Do what you need to do to make that happen. It's so, so important. Mistake number five, they try to copy the workouts of pro athletes and fitness models. Remember that these people were not doing their current workout routines when they were beginners. And also keep in mind that just because something works for them doesn't mean it will work for the vast majority of people who aren't as genetically gifted as they are. Mistake number six, neglecting mobility work. You don't need to stretch and foam roll for your entire workout, but you should be targeting your ankles, hips, back, shoulders, and possibly your wrists in order to feel your best and move well at the gym. Mistake number seven, using body part splits. Don't do workouts where you just focus on specific muscles and train them once per week. For beginners, it's best to focus on full body workouts. Mistake number eight, sacrificing form and range of motion for heavy weights. I want you to lift heavy weights and I want you to push yourself. But if pushing yourself means your form breaks down and your range of motion shrinks to nothing, you're probably using too much weight. Mistake number nine, equating soreness, sweating, and fatigue with a good workout. These three things have very little to do with actually getting better at the gym. Don't make them the focus of your workouts and don't be fooled by programs or gyms or classes that make them the selling point of what they do. And then finally, the 10th mistake is not understanding that a life cycle of lifting means that you're going to move from stage to stage. So as a beginner, you'll make rapid progress. If it starts to slow down, you're transitioning into the intermediate phase where you can have a really long and productive career without ever necessarily having to make the sacrifices or commitments necessary to get to the advanced stage. Hopefully this was helpful for you. If you're considering getting started with the gym, just go and figure it out. Like I said, that's what I did at first. If you avoid these mistakes and you continue learning, you're gonna get better and you're gonna get stronger. And if you want someone to help you with this process, I'm always available for online coaching for creatives through my Stronger, Fitter, Better program, which is a three-month online coaching program. It combines strength training, so using a personalized program catered around your needs and your goals to help you get stronger and feel more confident. There's going to be a nutrition aspect, and we're also going to help you manage time and build skills so that you can actually make this stuff work. It's great to want to do it. It's great to put it on paper, but how do we actually take action steps that are going to get us to where we want to go? I will put a link in the show notes to visit the page about Stronger, Fitter, Better and book a call where we can discuss moving forward with that. Until next time, guys, thank you for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Stronger Creatives. If something you heard resonated with you, I would love for you to share this episode with someone else who might enjoy it. I also always appreciate comments, ratings, and reviews. These things help me get the word out to other creatives who could benefit from this type of information. See you back on the next episode. Until then, stay curious, stay passionate, and stay strong.